Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Pine Castle live stream. My name is Jim Poling. We're glad you're with us for our virtual service. We're probably going to be doing these virtual services for the next few weeks anyway, as our leadership team gets together and tries to come up with a plan for in-person worship. We're taking input from local leaders, from health officials, from the leaders of the District of the United Methodist Church, and we want to get your opinions as well. And to that end, we posted a survey on our website at pinecastleumc.com. Just go there and click on the link. It'll only take you a couple of minutes. And it asks you your opinions on how we should get back together for in-person worship. The only thing we know at this stage is it's not going to look the same as we left it in March. So we just need to make the right decisions to do it safely and to still have a worshipful experience when we do get back together. Our PC share for this week. Every day... God thinks of you. Every hour, God looks after you. Every minute, God cares for you because every second, he loves you. Pastor Scott will be delving into that in his message in just a few moments, but take a couple of minutes and post that on your social accounts today and be sure to tag Pinecastle, my Pinecastle United Methodist Church when you do that. All right, let's pray, shall we? Lord, You do love us and care for us in good times and during challenging times. We ask that you care for those who are sick or ailing financially during this pandemic. We ask you to guide us as we plan to congregate again to worship you. We also ask that you calm the streets of our major cities today and let wiser, cooler heads prevail so that justice can be done. All this we ask through Christ our Lord and all the people said, Amen. Well, believe it or not, today is graduation Sunday. It's got to be kind of weird for people who are graduating today, all of our 2020 graduates, because they're not able to do the things that graduates normally do. They can't go to parties. They they can't have a ceremony. They can't walk across the stage and grab that diploma. So we want to take just a few moments here and recognize the graduates of this weird year we call 2020. Earlier this year, I walked the halls of my high school for the last time. I went to my last college lecture. I saw some of my classmates and teachers for the the very very last last time. time. And I didn't even know it. I had so many expectations of what was to come. Senior breakfast, prom, that feeling when you finish the last exam, being the first person in my family to get handed a college diploma, walking across the stage, all eyes on me, good luck hugs, and final waves goodbye. Supposed to be my time. My time. My time. My time. A celebration of hard journeys and sweet victories. Proof that I didn't quit. But in a blink of an eye, everything changed. And despite celebrations lost, victories not received, honors not given, I'm, I'm taking something, something with me. And not something taught in class, but something taught in life. I can do all things. All things. All things. I can do all things through Christ, who gives me strength. But it's not just about me. There's still some people I have to thank. Because no one crosses the finish line alone. I want to thank my parents for believing in me no matter what. And reminding me every day that I can do anything I set my mind to. For praying for me every day and pushing me. I want to thank my coach for convincing me that I can do anything. I want to thank my professors for helping prepare me for God's plan for my life. It's for helping me stay confident. You helped me stand strong even when I didn't think I could. 
I want to thank my choir and drama teachers for showing me how to use my talents in a way that honors God. I want to thank my parents for helping me fulfill my dreams. And told me the truth, even when I didn't want to hear it. I want to thank all of my teachers for going above and beyond to help me succeed. Showed me how to embrace creative thinking. Hopeful living. I want to thank my small group leaders. You pointed me toward God. For I will stand in His strength. I'll step out with grace over grief. With courage over fear. I will love God. I will love others. And I will make my mark in this world. I'll make my mark in this world. And I will make my mark in this world. I, I, I am a graduate. Lord, I come to you, let my heart be changed, renewed, flowing from the grace that I found in you. And Lord, I've come to the weaknesses I see in me will be stripped away by the power of your love. Hold me close, let your love surround
Love. 
Good morning, boys and girls. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the amazing love of Jesus. You know, Jesus loves you very, very much. The Bible says that his love is a wider than wide, longer than long, higher than high, and deeper than deep. Amazing love. That is a bigger than big love. Can you imagine that much love? I know that you love. You love lots of people, your mom, your dad, your brothers and sisters, your grandparents, your aunts and uncles, your friends, your teachers, your neighbors. Man, you love so many people, you probably can't even count all of them. That's a lot of love. But the love of Jesus is bigger than that. Let's talk about Jesus's love with a cookie. You see, this cookie represents your love and my love. I thought maybe I love more than a little cookie. What do you think? Hmm. Well, if that's my love, then that means this big cookie is Jesus's love. He loves us so much. It's a bigger than big love. You see, Jesus loves everybody. He loves all of us all of the time. The Bible says that he loves us with a love that nobody else can love us with. And you know, I think if I gave you a piece of this cookie, there'd still be a lot to share with others. And you know what? Because Jesus loves you, you share him with others, right? That is amazing. You see, Jesus loves us more than anybody else. Jesus loves us with a love that's bigger than big. And you know what? We can never be separated from that love of God. You know, children, my desire and my prayer for you has always been that you understand how much you are loved by him. So today, instead of saying my own prayer, I want to say a prayer out of the Bible. So I want you to fold your hands and close your eyes. And I am going to read to you from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16, 17, and 18. Lord, I pray that Christ will live in your hearts because of your faith. I pray that your life will be strong in love and be built on love. And I pray that you and all of God's holy people will have the power to understand the greatness of Christ's love. I pray that you can understand how wide and how long and how high and how deep that love is. Christ's love is greater than any person can ever know. But I pray that you will be able to know that love. Then you will be filled with the fullness of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Kids, he loves you so much with a love that's bigger than big. So never forget that love. Now it's time for me to go, but I will see you next Sunday. Right now it is time for Pastor John. Good morning, everyone. So good to worship with you again today. Stewardship lesson involves a frame of mind. And the frame of mind, the right frame of mind, Paul delineates that very well in Acts chapter 20, verse 35. 
And he says, in everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words of Jesus himself when he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. More blessed. I like that. I want to be more blessed today, and I know you do too. Let us pray God's blessing over the offering that you and I offer in love. God bless these tithes, gifts, and offerings, and let them bless others as we are supremely more blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Worthy of every song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. no one like you there is none beside you open up my eyes in wonder show me who you are fill me with your heart lead me in your love to those around me Jesus name above every other name Jesus the only one who could ever say Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you Oh we live for you Beside you, open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are, and fill me with your heart. Lead me in your love to those around me. My life upon 
your love it is a firm foundation and i will put my trust in you alone and i will not be shaken and i will build my life upon your love it is a firm foundation and i will put my trust in you alone and i will not be shaken only there is no one like you there is none beside you open up my eyes and wonder show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me only there is no one like you there's none beside you open up my eyes and wonder show me who you are fill me with your heart lead me in your love to those around me Well, good morning, uh, Pine Castle. This is Pastor Scott George, and I hope you are having a great day. Welcome to our uh, online uh, live uh, stream of our uh, weekly uh, service. 
and I hope you're doing well. What a great, uh, great time we had today of, uh, of worship, and I'm constantly amazed uh, that you can really sense God's nearness and presence. I love hearing from uh, Bruce and Lisa as they lead us, and Aaron. Uh, they're doing a great job, and, and uh, just so grateful that we can uh, get together and, uh, and worship like this. I've heard from a lot of you that are really enjoying the online services, and so I hope that you are enjoying it as well. Get your Bible out. Um, get your iPhone out. Get your iPad. I want to take you to some scriptures in just a couple minutes. But, uh, you know, there's been a lot of negative things that have happened over uh, the past nine or ten weeks. But I want to give a, a, a big praise report and just let you know that um, many of you know that uh, right as uh, COVID-19 was, was starting, just a few months before that, we started a capital campaign. Uh, just to just to repair uh, uh, the roof in our children's department. Uh, thank goodness, all the other roofs are, are brand new in the AC units, and we've really done a great job with the past few years of upgrading all of our systems and our roofs. But the children's uh, department was the last one, and uh, it was a $111,000 project. And can I tell you that even in the midst of this coronavirus and the pandemic, uh, God has been so faithful with... Uh, our finances, um, we don't have to worry, we don't have to fret. God has taken control of all the details. I'm so glad. And uh, we have completed that campaign. All $111,000 came in. We had a great, generous gift that came through a couple weeks ago. And uh, that campaign is done, and the roof is uh, going to be completed uh, here in the next couple months. And uh, so that's a praise report. So you can really feel good that... Uh, God is meeting our needs, and he's using you to do it. And I want to thank you for your kindness, your generosity, and um, uh, we, uh, we, we are honored and so grateful. So we're in the middle of a, um, a year-long uh, campaign um, to go through the Bible and look at the great hymns of the church. And so uh, the, the year-long series is hymns for hope, healing, and help. And what a blessing uh, this has been. And, and so for the past five or six weeks, we've been focusing on the name of Jesus. I want to read just a couple of these uh, hymns that we've looked at the past uh, couple of weeks. So right after Easter, we just started to focus on Jesus. Uh, how many would agree that's a good thing to focus on, right? So uh, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Jesus is all the world to me. Turn your eyes on Jesus. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. So those have just been five or six weeks of uh, some of the hymns that we have done. And I love the fact, and you can't plan this. You just know that uh, the Holy Spirit is in charge of everything. Uh, we're focusing on Jesus. So the world is focusing on the virus. We're focusing on Jesus. Uh, the world is focused on the economic collapse. We're just focusing on Jesus. And today we're going to do that as well. So uh, today's hymn is... Um, Jesus loves me. Now think about it. That's probably one of the first songs you were ever taught. Chances are your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, your Sunday school teacher, uh, somebody taught you as a little boy or girl that beautiful song, Yes, Jesus loves me. Think about that. I love it's positive. Yes, it starts out with, with a positive affirmation. Yes, Jesus loves me. I know it's a simple phrase, and it's often overused, uh, but it's a powerful principle, a powerful principle. Um, if you were to ask me, I think one of the keys to living the abundant life, 
one of the principles that you've got to have if you're going to make it and follow Jesus and be a, be a, a follower of, of Jesus Christ, you've got to know that Jesus loves you. And there's an enemy out there, and, and he wants to lie to you. He wants to lie to me. The Bible says he's the father of all lies. There's no truth in him. And so the enemy would love to bombard us with the thoughts that Jesus doesn't love us, that Jesus only likes us when we do good, that Jesus only loves us when we're performing well. And uh, th that is a real lie. If you show me someone who is confident that, that God the Father loves them, then I'll show you someone who's living the abundant life. And that's what we want. And so we're looking at the, uh, at the hymn today. Yes, Jesus loves me. It was written by Anna Warner. And um, this is interesting. Anna's uh, mom passed away and she, she grew up near the West Point Academy. And uh, the song was originally a poem. And it was written and read to a child who was dying. So it wasn't written as a song per se. It was a poem that was written and written to be read to a child who was faced with a life-threatening uh, uh, illness and, and the child was dying. And on her deathbed, uh, this poem, Yes, Jesus Loves Me, was, was, uh, was read to her. Think about the beautiful. As that little child left earth and was entered into the portals of heaven with the reassurance that Jesus loved them. Powerful truth. Um, uh, Anna Warner um, taught the military cadets at West Point this song. And history tells us that a lot of the cadets, when they went to war uh, overseas, that they would sing this song. They were so blessed by this little song that later on, that Anna Warner was the only civilian to be buried at West Point in full honors. That's really incredible because uh, this song uh, not only ministered to that little baby child that was, that was dying, but it ministered to uh, soldiers faced with fear and uncertainty all over the world. And uh, she was honored because she wrote that beautiful song, Yes, Jesus loves me. So let's go real quick. I want to take you to really one of my favorite scriptures um, in the Bible, and it's going to just reemphasize how much Jesus really does love us. Go to Matthew uh, chapter chapter 3, and I want to re read this story to you, and I'm going to give you some principles that I believe can help us um, to, to, to be reminded that Jesus really does love us. Matthew chapter 3, and let's go at verse 13. Through 17, if you're with me, say amen. Amen, I heard you. All right, Matthew chapter 3, verse 17. It says, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me now? And Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water, and at that moment, heaven opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending on him like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love, 
and with you I am well pleased. And then chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. What a powerful story. You know, I've been to Jordan River several times, and every time I'm there, I'm reminded of this verse of Scripture. This story is so powerful in us understanding how much Christ and God the Father loves us. It's a beautiful story. So here's the, here's the background. Uh, uh, Jesus was in Galilee. Uh, Galilee, that word there means doorway. I love that. There was an opening. Uh, Jesus was being led by the Spirit, and he's leaving Gal Galilee, doorway, and he comes to Jordan. Now, that word there, Jordan, means descending. So in the River Jordan is where the Spirit of God descended on Jesus. And, and there was a little bit of a, a pushback because Jesus told John, you need to baptize me. And John is like, well, what do you mean? Uh, uh, I can't baptize you. You need to be baptizing me. And there was a little bit of, uh, maybe a little bit of friction there. But um, beautiful story here where John finally consents and says, okay, I'm going to baptize you. And really great things took place. And, and, and after Jesus was baptized, uh, heaven opened and a voice from heaven came down and said, you are my son. I believe in you. I love you. With you, I am well pleased. So let's unpack this just for a couple of minutes. Number one, here's a couple of life principles that you and I can, uh, can, can learn from today. Here it is. When you obey, when you surrender, when you submit, when you humble yourself, heaven opens. It's powerful. Think about it. John obeyed. Jesus surrendered. They both humbled themselves. You know, the Bible says that, that God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And I love this story because Jesus humbled himself. John humbled themselves. They surrendered to the will of God. They did what the, God the Father asked them to do. They didn't rebel. They didn't go against the plan. They didn't understand it, but yet they yielded to it. They surrendered. And when Jesus yielded and surrendered and obeyed and humbled himself, heaven opened. Oh, I like that. You see, I think we all need to be reminded that there is a powerful principle when you and I obey. Now, we may not understand it. We may not like it. We may not have all the details figured out. But we need to be like little children and learn from this story and just accept the fact that when we surrender, when we obey, when we humble ourselves, heaven opens. There's nothing worse than, than, than feeling like heaven's closed. Like there's a, there's a barrier there. You can't get through. And, and we've all had uh, those feelings uh, in, in the past in our Christian walk. But there's something powerful when you know that heaven's open, that God's hearing, that God is answering, that God is alive, that God is alert. And that happens when you and I come to the place where we surrender. I love that. I love that old hymn, I surrender all. When we surrender, when we humble ourselves, when we obey, heaven opens. Could it be that God is waiting on us to obey before the windows open up? And it's just a thought, but Jesus obeyed, he surrendered, he humbled himself, and, and, and heaven opened. Here's 
Principle number two. When heaven is open, then the spirit comes down. So here's Jesus. He was baptized all the way in the water, came, went all the way under, came all the way up. And as soon as he came up, watch this, the spirit came down. I've already told you that Jordan, that word there means descendants. Watch this. Jesus goes under, he comes up, and when he comes up, the spirit comes down. I love that. The Bible says he came down like a, like a dove. The Holy Spirit is gentle. The Holy Spirit is not going to force. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. And he came down uh, and, and he came down like a dove. And the Bible says, and he was lighting on him. There was, there was light that, that, that came from the Spirit and it was lighting on Jesus. Can I tell you something? When the Spirit of God is on you, you become, a, you become a light to a dark world. People notice. People see. There's a lot of darkness out there. There's a lot of tough times and, and fear and worry and anxiety, and there's a lot of darkness. But when there's a lot of darkness, that also gives us the opportunity to be the light. And the light happens when the Spirit comes on you. The light happens when the dove comes down. The light happens when the heavens are open. The light comes on us when we are living an obedient life, a surrendered life, a humble life. And you don't have to fake it. You don't have to work it up. You don't have to manufacture it. But when you live that kind of humble life, surrendered fully, obeying and humble before God, heaven opens. And when heaven opens, the spirit comes down. I can tell you this. The Spirit is wanting to come on you and on your family and on our great church and on our community and on our nation. But the Spirit comes down when we allow heaven to open. And heaven is opened when we humble ourselves and we surrender and we yield to God's greater plan. So number one, when, when you obey and surrender, heaven opens. Number two, uh, the, the Spirit comes down. And then number three, I'm going to talk about this just for a couple minutes. I hope you're enjoying this today. When Jesus came out of the water, the Spirit came down, and then a voice from heaven spoke. See, when you live a life of humility, when you live a life of surrender, when you live a life of obedience and submission, you're going to hear God's voice. And Jesus went down in the water, he came up, the Spirit came down, and as well as the Spirit coming down as a dove and lighting on him, the Bible says a voice came from heaven. You know, we need to hear God's voice. We need to know his voice. And God's speaking. The Bible says, let him who has ears, everyone just touch your ear just for a second. If you've got an ear, either one or, or, or both, if you have an ear, then you're a candidate to hear the Spirit of God. Let him, let him who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. God's speaking. And in this story, God the Father spoke from heaven, and this is what he said. Number one, you are my son, or you are my daughter. See, that, that, that brings tremendous confidence. Uh, you're not an orphan. You are loved by God the Father. And he says to you today, you're my son. 
you're my daughter. Second thing he said was this, I love you. Think about that. Three words, overused, but still carry a tremendous amount of weight. I love you. Um, you need to say that to somebody today. And when you hear God say, I love you over you, then you're able to spread that love to other people. I love you. Uh, many of you know that my father passed away just a, just a few short weeks ago. And, and thank you, all of you that watched the, uh, the service this past week. It was a beautiful memorial of his life. Uh, there was never a time where I didn't know that I was loved by my father and mother. And because I'm loved, therefore I love and I'm able to pass that down to my kids. And there's not a day goes by that I don't tell my kids, hey, I love you. And they say, Dad, I love you. And I say, love you more. I saw a t-shirt that says that, love you more. And I thought of that. Uh, I love you more. And Jesus was obeying. He was submitted. He came out of the water. The Spirit came down, lighting on him like a dove. And the voice said, you are my son, you are my daughter, I love you. And here's the third thing that he said. He said, number one, you're my son, you're my daughter. Number two, I love you. And here it is, I am well pleased with you. Oh, I like that. I'm well pleased. Now, Jesus hadn't performed any miracle. He hadn't fed the 5,000. He hadn't healed the sick. He hasn't cast out demons. He had done nothing, and yet God says to him, with you, I am well pleased. You see, Anna Warner says, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves you, and he loves you not based on your performance. He loves you based on your position. I'm going to say that again. God the Father loved Jesus before he performed any miracle. Why? Because he wanted Jesus to know that I don't love you based on your performance. I love you based on your position. And your position is, you're my son and I'm proud of you. You're my daughter and I'm proud of you. So we don't have to do good works to earn God's love. Why? No, because we've already, we, we've already been accepted and loved. So we don't do good works to earn God's love. No, we are loved, therefore we do good works. But our works are not going to earn us God's favor and love because we already have it. Not based on our performance, but based on our position. So I want you to hear that today. In the midst of this COVID-19, I want you to hear that God loves you, that you're his son, he believes in you, and with you, he's well pleased. He doesn't like what you do. He doesn't like what I do. A lot of times, man, I mess up. But guess what? God always loves me. And he is well pleased with you. And he's well pleased with me. You got to know that today. And when you know that, it gives you the ability now to live life to honor him. That the good works that you do do, they're not to earn God's love. No, because you're already loved, you do good works. And then number four, real quickly, we got to go. I want you to notice what happened uh, as soon as Jesus heard that I love you by his father. As soon as he heard, you're my son. As soon as he heard, I'm well pleased with you. Then the same spirit that came down on him drove him into the desert. 
drove him into the wilderness. Now, a lot of people don't understand that. So you can't, you can't blame the devil for that. Because that's not the devil's doing. It's, it's God's doing. And there will be hardships. There will be trouble. There will be trials. There will be the desert. There will be the wilderness. And it's not the devil doing it because you're going to come out better. But it's the Spirit of God that drove Jesus into the desert to be tempted by the devil. Now watch this. For 40 days, for 40 long days and night, I guarantee you that when Jesus was hungry, when he was thirsty, when he was weary, when he was tempted, when he wanted to give up, I guarantee you that he remembered what happened at the Jordan River. And he knew that he was loved. He knew that he was accepted. He knew that he was beloved. He knew that God's spirit was upon him. And he remembered that. And that memory empowered him to be victorious in the desert. See, when you're faced with trouble, when you're faced with hardship, when you're faced with circumstances and you don't understand what in the world's going on and you don't understand what's happening, you got to fall back on something. And the foundation is that God loves you, he believes in you, he's proud of you, and he's going to empower you to be victorious in the desert. A desert's coming. A wilderness is coming. A dark season is coming. Jesus said it best. In this life, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have hardship. You're going to have persecution. You're going to have wildernesses. You're going to have dark seasons. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And Jesus was able to be victorious because he knew that God loved him. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Come on, let's sing that together. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. I hope you received that today. Anna Warner was right. Yes, Jesus loves you and he believes in you. Go out and be victorious. Go out and make a difference. Go out and face the devil. Go out and be victorious in your desert because you know that God loves you and he believes in you and he's on your side. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much that when we obey, God, heaven opens and the spirit comes down and we're able to hear your voice. I pray for your people today that they would hear your voice. We know that the enemy is a liar. There's no truth in him. God, help us to hear your voice declaring over us that you love us. God, thank you for Anna Warner. Thank you for her writing that little poem, that little song that is so deep in truth. Yes, Jesus loves me. We receive your love and we're grateful for it today. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God come down on you. May heaven open up and may the spirit of God descend on you. And may you hear those words. I love you. I believe in you. With you, I am well pleased. Go 
and sin no more. We'll see you next Sunday at 1030. Tell someone else to watch and we'll be looking for you. God bless you. Bye-bye.